by keeping good records, it gives you an early warning system. And even sometimes it's, a, you know, we're all going to get into a really busy period and farmers are going to be very busy. But if they can keep some sort of records, you know, when things quieten off, then even they can go back and have a good look over them, maybe talk to their Chagas advisor or vet about what happened this year. And sometimes it can give, you know, a, a signpost to what they maybe need to improve on next year. Hello, I'm Kieran Lynch and welcome to Obicast, the Chagas Sheep Podcast. Each episode will bring you its insights, advice and technical updates for the sheep industry. As we head into lambing, it's one of the times a year where we see a lot of flock health issues, particularly in our young flock and neonatal lambs. So in this week's episode, we're joined by Seamus Fagan from the Department of Cushers Region Veterinary Lab in Athlone to discuss some of the issues he's seen. As a follow-on from his talk at a recent sheep conference, we discussed the importance of records on farms to highlight flock health issues and help provide a better flock health history, which is particularly important in the case of abortions. We discussed the submission process to the vet labs and timeline for results. We also discussed some of the challenges Seamus has seen in the lab this spring, with a notable fluke challenge present on farms. We finish up the episode discussing some of the findings from the ongoing Tinio survey. We hear first from Seamus. Look, we're in abortion season at the minute, um, so they're really starting to come in at the minute, and it's good to see people submitting. It was very important to to find you know to find out why you're having abortions is a, a very important, Karen. James, there's something you spoke about at the recent sheep conference where you're on a panel with a number of farmers discussing flock health issues. And one thing struck me at the beginning of your talk, and you highlighted it, the need to keep records on farms. Like when we're looking at a problem, one of the probably the first stumbling blocks, James, is actually recognizing that there is a problem and it's not just power for the course. You know, that recognition process, keeping your records and actually identifying that there's an issue here. Sometimes when it gets to a very bad phase, it's obvious. But sometimes it can be kind of trickling away under the radar for a number of years. Yeah, Kieran. to me, good records are really important because, you know, as a couple of the cases that we talked about at the Sheep Conference, there was maybe hints from the records from the previous year. And in fairness, the people that spoke had very good records. And when you looked back from the previous years, you know, especially in the abortions, that it was a little bit higher than he would have liked. And so by keeping good records, you know, it gives you an early warning system. And even sometimes it's, a, you know, we're all going to get into a really busy period and farmers are going to be very busy. But if they can keep some sort of records, you know, when things quieten off, then even they can go back and have a good look over them, maybe talk to their Chagas advisor or vet about what happened this year. And sometimes it can give, you know, a, a signpost to what they maybe need to improve on next year. I suppose one of the easiest records we'll have available to us on farms is our scanning records. The vast majority of flocks scanning out there. Like when you mention abortions, you know, there can be an acceptance maybe of a level of abortion, but in reality, shame like when, when a cross is acting above 2%, there's a bit of a problem there. Like that's the time to start investigating. Yeah, and, you know, there's even something to be said for early on because we're all going to have a certain amount of abortions, Kieran. but if you... Often the easiest ones to submit are the ones that happen early on, because at that stage, you're probably not into your lambing and busy period. So you actually have time to submit them. So while it's grand to say you can wait for two or three percent. And again, that's where the records come into it. How do you know you have two percent? You know, we're all we don't, it happens us all that if you don't mark it down somewhere and they add up like we often, you know, God, I had a couple there and you forget about them and that. So that's sort of keeping the good records is very important. But we'd also try and encourage, you know, submission uh, as early as possible. Yes, a lot of times, hopefully, it's just 
the small percentage of abortions that's non-infectious that people are going to have. But it can be great if you get a really an early warning that something like Toxor EE is actually starting. Look, I'll be devil's advocate here. One of the, the common lines will get thrown up. I'm sure, look, you're more than well aware of this as well, is it takes time to go to the vet lab. And it can often be time at a really busy period of the year. And as you indicated, always best go before peak season kicks off. But a lot of these problems, Seamus, unless we identify them and put a plan in place, and in some cases, like if it was ends up for the first time, you can do something about it. We're going to spend that time dealing with those animals otherwise. So it is an extremely useful thing to do early on in the season. Yeah, I agree totally, Kieran. And just on the abortion thing, you know, uh, the placenta, the afterbirth is really important to us. You know, I think I've said this before, but if I, if obviously we want people to bring both the lamb and the afterbirth, um, but the afterbirth is probably even more important than the lamb. So if can at all bring the afterbirth. It probably just leads us in nicely, James, like the submission process, maybe just for anyone who isn't familiar or hasn't gone to the vet lab before, let's say in the case of an abortion, just take us through the submission process and what all you require. So you need to contact your local vet, your local PVP, and he'll ring and book it in for you. And then what normally happens is they'll submit, the, the vet will give their mo- your mobile number to the to the people here in the lab and they'll ring you up then and get all the details. And basically, you come as soon as you can then with the sample, whether it's the presenter, the the lamb or whatever you're trying to submit. But that's the basic thing. Look, there's always someone here at the end of the phone will talk you through the whole thing and make it as simple as possible for you. As you indicate there, like the presenter, the, the fetus itself, the more info, the fresher you get it and the more you get submitted to you, including the information and background to it, the better it helps you to get a correct diagnosis. Yeah. From our point of view, the two things we'd always say to people that, you know, at the end of the day, what we want to do is give you as much information as possible. So we'd say the better the history and the fresher the carcass. Them two things are the two things that you have control of, the farmer has control of, that will most likely result in the best information going back to the farmer. James, in terms of feedback, things have come on a lot in recent years, you know, with advent of PCR technology for some of the bacteria that cause abortions. It has spread up the process of getting that report back. Just maybe for those, consider like the rough timeline on that feedback. The rough timeline, what we'd hope to do most days is by that evening have some sort of a preliminary report out to the vet. Um, in abortion cases, that may not be that day. It may be the following day. But if it's an obvious, you know, with, especially if we've got the placenta, then we can often make even without any tests, make a reasonable stab of whether the main two toxo or enzo are not, are involved. But PCR testing has meant that the turnaround for a definitive result for either of them is a lot quicker than it used to be. And we'd run those tests you know, not every day, but probably once and twice a week during the busy time of the peer- year, um, which we're in now. So a lot of times you will definitely have a result within three or four days. If you're unlucky enough and it's only been run once a week and you come on a Tuesday and we've just ran the test on the Tuesday, then you may be up to a week waiting. Okay, but like that, that's that's come on in leaps and bounds about years ago. 
Yeah. The other thing that, look, we can be a sticking point, we think at times, is we send out the reports to the vets, but like everyone, the vets can be very busy at that time. So I'd always say if you're not getting a report within, a, you know, three or four days, don't be afraid to pick up the phone to your vet and just ask, you know, in the office, have the results come back, have Anton come back on your samples. No, I think it's a good point because it's peak season for the vets too. So there is a need there for a bit of follow up when you do submit samples. Look, we touched on abortions. It's been a difficult year. It's been a wet back end. We've seen a lot of yos struggling with condition. Are there any other common things showing up this spring, maybe higher levels than you've seen previously? Well, we've definitely seen a lot of um, liver fluke at the minute, here, and we've been seeing it, I suppose, for the last two months. But it's it's you know it's definitely playing a big role and as sheep come nearer lambing now if 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 there's an underlying fluke you know it'll it'll lead to lots of other potential issues where um because the liver is not able to when she comes under all the pressure and the liver is not up to the job so some fluke is definitely one that people need to be very aware of this year and you know figure out whether it's an issue and whether they need to dose or not yeah, it's certainly something your colleague Shane highlighted in the podcast for me before Christmas. But I suppose when we consider maybe sheep are being kept out a bit longer this year due to short, uh, straw shortages, you know, we could probably have took our eye off the ball a little bit with that one. But certainly, as you highlighted there, like as we come into lambing and pressure comes on that animal, it's going to have an effect. We've had seven, six, seven months of poor, what I wet weather that, you know, I think a lot of animals are probably not in the condition we'd like them to be in this year. Um, you know, animals just don't like the wet. They don't once they're dry, they don't mind the cold, but wet weather they tend to not thrive as well. So I would think, you know, potentially lads need to be very aware of body condition um and proper feeding, you know, even if it costs a few quid extra, you know, to that put through their flock at the minute and body condition score uh pen accordingly to you know not just to the when they're lambing and the number of lambs are carrying but also body condition score so you might have some doubles that are a bit low in body condition maybe throw them in with the triplets uh and you mentioned straw being an issue again you know it's it's trying to keep everything as clean and dry as possible is going to be a big problem this year but it needs it's it's it will be a false economy to try and save a few pound on straw I think it's a point well made, like Haley, a couple of key areas to focus on there. Look, I just, and I'll not hold you much longer because I know you're busy. In terms of the longer thing, you've been running the 10 year survey over the past year, and it's something we see, Seamus, from year to year, that kind of more chronic, wasting away and cheap. Um, like, yeah, you, you highlighted some of the results, I think, from that already, like from some very basic things with just teeth issues right the way through, but that project is still running. So perhaps even after lambing, it's something to maybe consider for a batch of those yolks that are pining away. There's probably a cohort of yours as well, maybe that didn't go on lamb that lads are looking at. And if they're not fattening up and they're not putting on condition, you know, they may be suitable to submit. But also, as you say, after lambing, there may be a cohort. Um, you know, and back teeth is something that I, I think is an underdiagnosed problem in sheep. And in the Tinio service so far, it has cropped up plenty of times. So it's just something lads need to be aware of if they're not finding you know, any of the lameness, mastitis, the usual things, um, it's always worth trying to check out the back teeth. Sometimes it can be the basics. It's not always the iceberg diseases and the new and exotic can be the very basic things that can cause issues. Yeah, like, you know, the iceberg disease as well, it's, it's, it, they need to be, it's, as you say, here, you have to rule out, you know, nutrition, parasites, lameness, 
teeth you know they're all the basics they have to be ruled out first there's no point in going looking for iceberg diseases until you make sure you have all the basics covered certainly should listen really appreciate you coming on today i think it's timely and certainly very useful at the moment so thanks very much for your time thanks kieran we leave it there for this week's episode as shims highlighted at the very start where you encounter issues on farms it's important you actually get a correct diagnosis getting your vet involved early submitting samples to vet lab where you get cases of abortion or Sudden deaths on farms is essential to improving your overall flock health and it's the first step in that process. So I encourage anyone this spring, if you have difficulties, certainly get expertise involved and get on the case quickly. That's it for me for this episode. For up to date summer sheep programme, keep an eye on our Twitter page at Chugga Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us for more episodes.